This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me saying, Come here and I'll show you the judgment of the great whore that sits upon many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit to the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of the names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And the angel said unto me, Why did you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and the beast that carried her, which had the seven heads and ten horns. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. And the ten horns which you saw are ten kings, which receive no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. And the waters which you saw where the whore sits are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the ten horns which you saw upon the beast shall hate the whore, and make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. For God has put in their hearts to fulfill his will, and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which you saw is that great city, which seems to reign over the kings of the earth. And what city is that? And why is it called Mystery Babylon? Why is the woman called a great whore and arrayed in purple and scarlet to seduce the nations? Welcome to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Myers. Conversation as always with ever-increasing conviction, friends, and I hope you anchor your seatbelts here today because we are about to reveal something very profound. In fact, it is shaking up the Christian world. It's shaking up the world in general. And it was just announced today. Just announced today, the great shake-up by the great whore led by a pope. You heard me correctly, led by a pope. His name is Pope Francis, and here is the report. This comes from the AP News from Rome itself. Pope Francis formally approved letting Catholic bishops bless same-sex couples. The Vatican announced today a radical shift in policy that aimed at making the church more inclusive while maintaining its strict ban on gay marriage. But it says requests for such blessings for same-sex couples should not be denied. It insists that people seeking a transcendent relationship with God and looking for his love and mercy shouldn't be held to an impossible standard, an impossible moral standard to receive it. 
For those seeking a blessing should not be required to have prior moral perfection, said the Pope. There's no intention to legitimize anything, but rather to open one's life to God, to ask for his help to live better, to invoke the Holy Spirit so that the values of the gospel may be lived with greater faithfulness, the Pope added. The document marks the latest gesture of outreach from a Pope who has made welcoming LGBTQ plus Catholics a hallmark of his papacy. From his 2013 quip, Who Am I to Judge, about a purportedly gay priest, to his 2023 comment to the Associated Press that being homosexual is not a crime, Francis has distinguished himself from all of his predecessors with his message of welcome. The significance of this news cannot be overstated, said Francis DiBernardo of New Ways Ministry, which supports LGBTQ-plus Catholics. The Reverend James Martin, who advocates for a greater welcome for LGBTQ-plus Catholics, praised the new document as a huge step forward and a dramatic shift for the Vatican's 2021 policy. Along with many Catholic priests, he said, I will now be delighted to bless my friends in same-sex marriages. The traditionalists, in other words, those who believed what the Bible had to say about these matters, were outraged. One wrote, the church is actually crumbling. University of Notre Dame theologian Ulrich Lenner was also concerned. He said, the Vatican statement is, in my view, the most unfortunate public announcement in decades. Some bishops will use it as a pretext to do what the document explicitly uh, forbids. And I hate to say it, it's an invitation to schism. In Germany, individual priests have been blessing same-sex couples for years as part of a progressive trend in the German church. The heads of the German bishops' conference welcomed the document. They said this means that a blessing can be given to couples who do not have the opportunity to marry in church due to divorce or to same-sex couples. It's good that this treasure for the diversity of lifestyles, they said, is now being raised. In the United States, the Reverend John Osterley, a Catholic priest and hospital chaplain in Pittsburgh, said, I think the Pope has learned to accept people as God made them. The God made everybody straight, I thought, but what we've learned is that's not true. So in accepting people as God made them, we should love and serve one another. That's what Pope Francis is saying, the openness to God's presence in those relationships. Well, friends, I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and it's conversation with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. We have just heard the beginning of the end. We have just heard the beginning of the final launch of the whore riding the beast, the woman riding the beast. It is the final fulfillment of the prophecy of the book of Revelation, chapter 17. If you never understood it before, you must be able to understand it today. This is the trajectory. God foretold exactly what was going to take place, and that a major institution traveling the world as Christian would betray its foundations to seduce the rest of the world so that she could ride 
could ride the beast much like those young men in the Senate hearing room were riding one another as disclosed just in the last few days. Are you listening? To my Catholic friends, those of you who have trusted your leadership, those of you who truly love the Lord, do you not see why God said, come out of her, my people? And we've just started today. We have just started today. And I hope you'll stay tuned. Again, you're listening to Viewpoint. And Viewpoint determines destiny. As does yours. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. None dare call him Antichrist, but in fact, he is against Christ. He is against Christ as laid out in the scriptures because everything that the Pope is saying is contrary to what Christ says, except for the word love. But God never commanded us to accept people into his house that were unrepentant. In fact, the very idea of coming into the fellowship of the church is that you have already repented and you're walking in the new birth. Apparently, that is not the Pope's view. He thinks that he's going to evangelize people into the church by accepting the practice that God himself, the creator of the universe, has called an abomination. So the Pope, Pope Francis, claiming to be the vicar of Christ, standing in the place of Christ in the Roman Catholic Church, is claiming that it's no longer an abomination because you can't expect people to be righteous or pure or morally right and still receive them into the church. He's got it all backwards, my friends. In fact, it's not only he that has it backwards, but also the Church of England. You got that right. The Church of England has gone exactly the same route. And we're going to see how that is playing out today here on Viewpoint. But what's really taking place is a major movement And the battle lines are being drawn. Pope Francis has already punished two cardinals, Cardinal uh, Burke in a second uh, retaliation against conservative critics. He punished one of the highest-ranking critics, Cardinal Raymond Burke, by yanking his right to a subsidized Vatican apartment and salary in the second such radical action against a conservative American prelate just last month. 
Burke, a 75-year-old canon lawyer, whom Francis had fired as the Vatican's High Court Justice in 2014, has become one of the most outspoken critics of the Pope. His outreach to uh, LGBTQ plus Catholics and his reform project to make the church more responsive to supposedly the needs of ordinary people. In other words, to receive sin into the camp. It's just a euphemistic way of saying to receive sin into the camp. Another report concerning the same event, Pope Francis approves blessing same-sex couples. Pope Francis has formally approved allowing priests to bless same-sex couples with a new document explaining a radical change in Vatican policy to insist that people seeking God's love and mercy shouldn't be sub, uh, subjective to an exhaustive moral analysis to receive it. Exhaustive moral analysis? Where's the exhaustive moral analysis? If they claim to be practicing homosexuals, then they're practicing homosexuals. There's no exhaustive moral analysis. The document from the Vatican's Doctrine Office was released today. The new document reaffirming that marriage is a lifelong sacrament between a man and a woman, that blessings should not be conferred at the same time as a civil union, but the document says requests for such blessings should not be denied, that people seeking a transcendent relationship with God and looking for his love and mercy should not be subject to an exhaustive moral analysis as a precondition for receiving it. Do you see how the words that are chosen, friends, actually beg the question? This is a document of massive deception. I don't know whether it's a document of self-deception on the part of the Pope, but it's a document of massive deception to the purported church that he claims to head and represent. He said, ultimately, a blessing offers people a means to increase their trust in God. How can he hope to increase people's trust in God by approving that which God says he hates? Approving that which God calls an abomination. This is total nonsense. He also added, it is the seed of the Holy Spirit that must be nurtured, not hindered. No. Putting a blessing on that which God calls an abomination is not a seed of the Holy Spirit. It's a seed of the Antichrist. And this is precisely what Revelation 17 concerning the great whore and its antics, is discussing. In the new document, the Vatican said the church must shy away from doctrinal or disciplinary schemes, especially when they lead to a narcissistic and authoritarian elitism, whereby instead of evangelizing, one analyzes and classifies others instead of opening the door to grace. No, grace, friends, is not God's approval and overlooking of sin. Grace is what God, his favor that he extends to us to enable us to repent of and overcome our sin and live in righteousness. The Pope has it all backwards. And he has it backwards for the express purpose of trying to deceive those who hear him. This is not a means, means of evangelization. 
You don't evangelize people by allowing those who represent supposedly the holiness of God to bless that which he calls an abomination that is contrary to his creation ordinance. This is not opening the door to grace. This is opening the door to dissing grace. God cannot extend his mercy, as Pope Francis discusses, cannot extend his mercy to those who refuse to confess their sin. Unless you are guilty, you don't need mercy. You just need somebody to tell me, I'm okay. And that's what Pope Francis is essentially doing. And everybody knows it. This is the next step to finally approving same-sex marriage within the Roman Catholic Church. So, we're going to make a, uh, do a, a comparison here. We're going to compare what's happening in the Western world with what's happening from Russia. Are you ready for this? This is hard. This is very, very difficult for us. An article I'm looking at now that was published just today. America, long the freest and most prosperous, powerful, altruistic, and Christian nation on the face of the earth, is on the brink of destruction. What is causing her to be on the brink of destruction? It's her sexual immorality, perversion, and the promoting of it worldwide. As this article said, As recently as a generation ago, America's dominant culture was essentially moral, patriotic, and Judeo-Christian. Politically, of course, there was the continual tug-of-war for power between the two parties, traditional Democrats who championed liberal policies and uh, Republicans who favored less government intervention, more individual liberty, and free market capitalism. But despite the contentious battles and pendulum swings over who controlled the White House and Congress, America was safe, secure, and confident, her freedoms intact, and her culture still decent and sane. Well, that was then. Fast forward a few decades into today's steaming inferno of unprecedented madness, says the article. Democrat politicians today overwhelmingly favor late-term abortion up to the very moment of birth formerly known as infanticide. They encourage children too young to drive to vote to have their breasts and their sex organs amputated in pursuit of a gender transition that is both delusional and impossible, which leads to staggering rates of depression and suicide. This same mass hysteria likewise leads them to promote the de facto destruction of women's athletics worldwide by allowing men to compete with women to permit countless females to be raped in prison by male inmates claiming to be trans women. Meanwhile, the Democrats and their standard bearer, President Joe Biden, 
a pathologically dishonest and epically corrupt career political hack are destroying America's economy, energy, excuse me, energy sector, military, law enforcement, election integrity, national security, the Constitution, overall national well-being as rapidly as possible. And it's all happening through the promotion of evil. So the article says, it's simple to say, the United States of America is in the throes of a full-blown spiritual war between good and evil. Now, that is the article concerning where we are as the leader of the Western world. The leader of the Western world. So where does that leave us? Well, St. Mary's College in Notre Dame, Indiana, will begin allowing men who identify as women to enroll at the college in the fall of 2024. Did you hear that? St. Mary's College in Notre Dame, that's a Catholic college in Notre Dame, Indiana, will begin allowing men who identify as women to enroll at the college in the fall of 2024. Now, where do you think they get that authority from? The highest authority in the Roman Catholic Church. The so-called Vicar of Christ, who is repudiating virtually all of the standards while claiming not to repudiate them through fancy language, manipulative language, he is actually inaugurating the descent into perdition. There is so much on this desk here today that it's it's very difficult to sort through a lot of it. And uh, so... Just give me some patience here as we move forward with this. All right. We've talked about one bishop that the uh, Pope decided to extricate from the Roman Catholic Church. Another one, the American prelate, had criticized the pontiff as being too liberal on divorce, abortion, and same-sex marriage. Texas Bishop Joseph Strickland a prominent figure among traditionalist American Catholics and critic of of Pope Francis for making the church more welcome to the LGBTQ community, was removed from his pope as Bishop of Tyler, excuse me, as Bishop of Tyler, uh, the Vatican has said. So this was about a week ago, two weeks ago. The Vatican confirmed that the decision followed an apostolic visitation ordered by the Pope back in June, but did not specify the reason. The reason is obvious. This Pope, excuse me, this Bishop, as did Bishop Burke, was standing against the Pope's liberalization of sexual immorality in the church and welcoming it, believing that it was turning on its head the very authority of God, of Jesus Christ, the gospel that the Pope seems to think he's actually lifting up by receiving perversion in the church. 
and blessing it, authorizing it to be blessed as he did this very day publicly. Where is this going? Well, an article from the Russian Times says this, the West is trying to impose immorality on Uganda. The African country trying to get them to accept obscenity and indecency. Uganda is getting external pressure due to its anti-LGBT legislation, uh, legislation, and the U.S. and the Western world are trying to force it to receive it, just as Barack Obama did during his reign. We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. Today we're talking about one of the most horrendous uh, decrees given uh, by a pope. Uh, pope Francis is revealing his true colors, uh, that he is not truly a follower of Jesus Christ, but rather is seeking to empower the Roman Catholic Church as a great spiritual whore to be accepted by a worldly Western world, the global world, that is the Western world, that is seeking to move into a new world order, a global government. He wants to be included completely in that as one of the principal leaders of it. And that is the reason why he is making these unbelievable compromises. Not to mention the fact that it's in his heart to do so. So this is a matter of the heart. It's not just a matter of words. It's a matter of the heart. And his heart is a whorish heart. You say, well, how can you say that? Aren't you being judgmental? No, I mean, I'm being observational. God will make the judgment. I'm making the observation, as should you. God expects believers to be able to discern between that which is good and that which is evil, between that which is right and that which is wrong, between that which is godly and that which is not, between that which is advancing the cause of Christ and that which is undermining the cause of Christ. We are encouraged, in fact, expected to discern those things. The Apostle Paul said so, clearly. 
It appears that Jesus thought so as well. And so we need to understand it is our responsibility before God to clearly distinguish and discern between that which is righteous and that which is not. When the word of God is absolutely clear on the subject. So, Revelation chapter 17 says, The kings of the earth have committed fornication with the great whore that rides the beast. Yes, they have. They're seducing. They want the Roman Catholic Church through the Vatican. They want it to help them seduce the rest of the world to become part of the new global world order. That's what they want. They need the Pope. But the Pope needs them, just like a whore needs the one who pays her for her services. So, each of these, the secular governments of the the Western world, are in fact giving authority and favor to the Pope and the Vatican. If they did not, then why was it that when Pope Benedict and or Pope John passed away, excuse me, when Pope John passed away, why is it that the leaders of over a hundred nations came and bowed before the purple and scarlet covered bishops just as the book of Revelation chapter 17 describes. Why do they do that? Because the kings of the earth are committing fornication with a church and its leaders, particularly the Pope, the papacy, that they need to support, they need a religious support what is purported to be a moral support for their endeavor for a one-world government. The Pope and the Vatican cries out for their approval and is willing to sacrifice biblical truth and righteousness on the altar of the pursuit of power, perks, and position with the new world government thinking that that is going to bring the Vatican and the papacy into its ultimate place in history. That's what this is all about. But the book of Revelation chapter 17 tells us it's not going to end that way. For a while, the woman will ride the beast. And did you know that the symbol of the European Union is a woman riding the beast? Did you know that? Hmm? There are a lot of things that uh, our Christian leaders don't know. Maybe they don't want to know. I don't know. But these are true things. And the great horse sits upon a scarlet-colored beast 
full of the names of blasphemy. In order to help you to understand the depths of this, I want to make available to you my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. There are two chapters in this book that will open this to you in a way that perhaps you have not considered. The one is called The Woman Rides the Beast, and the other is called The Absolute Monarchy. The subtitle for The Absolute Monarchy is this, The Terrifying Tyranny of Papal Power as Pontifex Maximus in the purported name of Christ merged the power of the state to procure a global papal empire. It's a $22 book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. Now, I'm not specifically saying that the Pope is the Antichrist, but what I am saying is he is dealing in an Antichrist fashion. He is not embracing the word, the will, or the ways of Christ, just the contrary, in order to gain power, perks, and position for the Vatican and the papacy. So he's sacrificing Christ on the altar of his own self-aggrandizement to lift himself up as the vicar of Christ, as indeed the Christ of the Bible. This is serious stuff, friends, and God considers it that way. Get a copy of the book, a $22 book, yours for $20. It's on our website, saveus.org. Antichrist, how to identify the coming imposter. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Leftist politicians now are demanding Catholic school teaching transgender ideology in Michigan. Why shouldn't they? This is exactly what the Pope is suggesting. But there's a countermeasure. The countermeasure is being taken by Vladimir Putin in Russia. Mm. It's hard to believe that, but it is true. But before we get to that, let's see what further is happening with regard to the Pope, to the papacy, and to the reasons why Vladimir Putin is responding the way he is. Whatever you think of Vladimir Putin, somebody at least has the courage, the temerity, to rise up against all of this perversion. But before we get to that, the Pope has invited a large group of transgenders to dine with him at the Vatican. This came from the Western Journal, 
No Christian ever sins merely by breaking bread with other sinners, nor do we emulate Christ by denying them charity. Instead, we sin when we proclaim lies as truth. We also sin when we showcase our pride. So the Associated Press reported that a group of transgender Catholics, men claiming to be women, have enjoyed lunch at the Vatican every month while receiving VIP treatment from Pope Francis. That's his message of inclusivity. So in other words, he's putting his blessing upon that which God calls an abomination. Now that takes some chutzpah, doesn't it? I think that takes maximum chutzpah. Two of the transgender invitees even sat at the pontiff's lunch table. One thinks of the prostitute who washed Christ's feet with her tears. She loved him most, and he forgave her many sins. One also thinks of the woman caught in adultery. But this is very different. The Pope is actually giving affirmation to transgenderism. He's not saying go and sin no more, as Jesus did. He's saying, come and let's have some more. Germany is one of those countries in the Western world that has openly and excitedly received the Pope's message today. What do we find in Germany? A German transgender singer, Kim Petrus, all in on gay sex during his concerts, kids eight years and old and up. He's inspired by Dante's Inferno and the levels, different levels of hell. And he invites his fans to have sex during concerts where the children are attending in Germany. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Let's put it bluntly. The Pope, by his announcement today, Embracing the formal blessing of homosexual relationships by Catholic bishops and priests is actually setting up the foundation for massive persecution 
within the Western world. You say, how so? Because if the Pope, who purportedly represents the moral authority, as he claims to do, and ask the Western globalists who are ungodly to the max, want to use him in that regard, therefore, they will conclude, and it will come very quickly, they will conclude that anyone who does not go along with the Pope's alleged moral authority and declarations concerning the acceptance of transgenderism, homosexual, homosexuality, homosexual marriage, and yes, even divorce and remarriage when your spouse is still living, called adultery by Jesus, that anyone who disapproves of those things publicly will be subject perhaps even to legal prosecution, if not banishment, from the new world order that is being created. And if you don't approve those things, you will very graciously be required to submit your head to Madame Guillotine as the most peaceful way for you to be removed from the new definition of civil society. You may think that I'm going too far with that, but I'm telling you, this is where it's going. Whether it ends up being with Madame Guillotine or some other form of persecution, imprisonment, fines, uh, dismissal from jobs, refusal to work in a government, whatever it is, it's going to be a lot of things. We've already seen the foreboding of this with the cancel culture, and this is going to bring the cancel culture on steroids. Now, is it just the the Pope that's involved with this? No. The Church of England, through its general synod, has adopted an anti-Christ plan to create blessing ceremonies for same-sex duos. This came out last month. The action has created, as you might understand, a rift. It is congregations that won't be bridged. It's a disastrous decision creating the same serious consequences of differentiation and division as in other provinces and further fractures the Anglican community. Bishops who were opposing this, which were many, say, they quoted Jeremiah saying, Thus saith the Lord, stand by the roads and look, and ask for the ancient paths, where the good way is, and walk in it, and find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. So they said, it seems that most large churches that call themselves Christian are abandoning the basic instructions of Jesus. We grieve with those who have been dismayed and heartbroken by this betrayal and the abandonment of the sufficiency and supremacy of Scripture, which has until now been the bedrock and rule of the Church of England. We honor those who have courageously contended for orthodoxy. We especially feel the pain of those who continue to make costly stands for godliness and have been abandoned by those who were meant to shepherd and protect them.
Are the tears yet welling up in your eyes, coming up in your throat as they did with the prophet Jeremiah, who said, oh, that I had tears. Oh, that I had tears. Imagine God, the creator, who in the fullness of time sent forth his only begotten son, full of grace and truth, to deliver a message that begin with, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that message is no longer valid in much of the so-called Protestant church around the world, including America and England, but also in the Roman Catholic church all over the world. Led by the spirit of Antichrist, sitting on the throne of the papacy, claiming the right to sit on the very throne of Christ on the Temple Mount. To understand some of this better, you need to get a copy of my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. I'm bringing things to your attention that have just happened in the last 30 days or the last 30 hours. But that book reveals the bigger picture and how to comprehend and understand the developments that are taking place very rapidly, friends. It's time to prepare the way of the Lord in your heart because we're living in history's final hour. Now, I indicated to you that I would reveal how another force in our world is seeking to repel this wickedness. Russian President Vladimir Putin signed new legislation which marked the final step in outlawing gender-affirming procedures, a crippling blow to Russia's already embattled LGBTQ plus community. The bill was approved unanimously by both houses of parliament and bans any medical interventions aimed at changing the sex of a person as well as changing one's gender in official documents and public records. It also annuls marriages in which one person has changed gender and bars transgender people from becoming foster or adoptive parents. The ban is the Kremlin's crusade to protect what it views as the country's traditional family values, to safeguard Russia against Western anti-family ideology as pure Satanism. You know where that came from? ABC News. It appears that Russia, the dominating nation of the former Soviet Union, a communistic society based on the promotion of atheism, is now more biblically oriented than so-called Western Christian nations. Go figure. The World Tribune brings exactly the same message. Moscow steps up crackdown on LGBTQ raids and bars after their Supreme Court ruling there. The highest court has ruled the LGBTQ movement is extremist and to be removed from Russian society. 
It is threatening the very foundation of the country, the family, traditional values of the family. That's the secular version of biblical values. Now, the most recent came last week. Russian Member of Parliament proposes a ban on opposite-sex names for kids. The initiative is aimed at protecting children from possible psychological problems. The draft law forbids parents from giving male names to newborn girls and female names to boys and has been prepared in the state Duma, Russia's parliament. Incidents of parents assigning names to children that don't match their gender have become more frequent, they warned. And so, they're presenting a bill. The language of the bill is being worked out, and it's going to be presented to the Russian parliament, the Duma. What's your viewpoint of that? With all of the things that we're being told about Russia, and I'm not here to promote Russia, per se. I'm not here to promote Vladimir Putin. But when you're making comparisons, maybe we should be a little bit more honest. Maybe, just maybe, we might be able to gain a different viewpoint from the Lord we claim to serve that maybe a nation that you and I both have revered and have extolled, as Abraham Lincoln said, the last best hope of earth is no longer the last best hope of earth. Maybe, if we're really honest, we might Like Ruth Graham, the wife of Dr. Billy Graham, once said, if God doesn't judge America, he will have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. I would think maybe, just maybe, that with this kind of information, it would bring... Pastors, sincere pastors and people within our churches to their knees immediately, to fall on their faces in embarrassment before the Lord of nations, who we claim to serve. And here in this so-called Christmas season, when we're supposedly blessing ourselves, Merry Christmas, and we're not blessing the Lord at all, because we're refusing to accept his word, his will, and his ways, and in effect, actually rejecting the very gift that he gave us at Christmas, or whenever Christ was born. I'm really having a hard time holding back the tears, my friends. I really am. I can now understand why Jeremiah said, oh, that I had tears. Oh, that I had tears. I just feel like just weeping, 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 weeping. This is not 
primarily a culture war, friends. This is way beyond a culture war. This is a spiritual war. This is the war of the ages. This is Satan's, the expression of Satan's ultimate war against God and his authority. And he is using a man, whether it be Pope Francis, whether it be the next pope, whether it be the head of the uh, uh, Church of England, or all of the above. He is using them. Satan is using them to carry his water, to baptize the world in unrighteousness, and to bring persecution, unmerited and immeasurable persecution upon the righteous. That's why right now I'm writing the book, When Persecution Comes. As I write this book, friends, I realize how soon the applicability of this book is going to be, and people don't realize it. They just don't get it. Our pastors don't get it. It's business as usual. They really don't want to get it. But the question is to you. You might say, well, I'm only one. Yes, you are. I'm only one, too. But we are one. We can't do everything, but we can do something. What we can do, we should do. And by the grace of God, we will do, right? And that begins with repentance. That begins with getting this message out. You, my friends, we're together on this, aren't we? Tell others. Send the program to others. As many as you can. Talk with them. You are God's hand extended. Let's do it together. Get a copy of the book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter, $20. On the website, saveus.org, call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA, and become a partner, friends. These are the ultimate moments that try men's souls. Help us to get the message out. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.